Hey there, everybody. Today on the show, we have our friend Tim Schmidt joining us. You can find Tim on YouTube at The Disney Pastor. And I know what you're probably thinking. Can you put Disney and Pastor that close to each other? I mean, especially with where they are in culture right now, we see that they are constantly changing day after day on where they stand, uh, the audience that they are appealing to, and all these different things. And to be honest with you, this creates a little bit of tension for Christians. But how do we navigate that tension? I think this is such an important question because ultimately it's a question about how do we navigate the tension of an ever-changing culture. Well, we talk about that and a whole bunch more today in this episode of the True Discipleship Podcast. So let's buckle up. Let's get into it. Thanks for joining us. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the True Discipleship Podcast. We are your host. My name is Aaron. I'm Morgan. And we have a fun one. We are going to continue our series called Christians and Culture. Super excited about that. Morgan, how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I have on my Joy is Contagious shirt, and I just, I can't not be happy when I'm wearing this shirt. Hey, I feel that. Uh, shout out to Marcus Sonia. If he doesn't watch this, he should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who designed that shirt. Um, some of our favorite stuff came from him, but... Uh, man, super excited. Speaking of, of creators and content creators, uh, through this entire series, we have the chance to bring in some other people um, who are creating things in their own lane and in their own world as well. So we have a special guest with us here today. Uh, but before we get into that, be sure to give this uh, video a subscription. Subscribe to the channel, not just the video. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Feel free to drop comments. We love having conversations with you guys. We enjoy having most of the conversations with you guys. We are slowly learning the uh, the ever-evolving world of, uh, of the internet and how conversations go, but it's been good. It's been thought-provoking, especially coming out of last week's episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. We want to interact with you and get to know you. On top of that, we want to encourage you to follow us on sh- social media as well. You can find us on Facebook or on Instagram at True Discipleship Podcast. Um, yeah, and make sure you stay tuned because there's some exciting stuff coming out there as well. Yeah, I was going to say that that we say that every time, but I would encourage you if you're not already following us on Instagram that we will have some um, announcements coming out around the holiday to... Um, it's Christmas. Okay. Halloween's gone. It is Christmas time now. <laughs> Your silence is disturbing. It's not Christmas time yet. <laughs> it is. It's not... How are you going to celebrate Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving gets here? We're not. We're in like a waiting season for Thanksgiving to get. It is 80 degrees outside today. Every day is Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise so the Lord. I was gonna, it's never too early to celebrate the birth of our gonna, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I was going to talk to you about this. So remember last year when I said we were going to do an Advent series of episodes? Oh, yeah. And hopefully we, nobody else remembers that. And then we never did. So We I, just stopped for a year. We disappeared. I actually picked up the book that inspired me to want to do that series. So uh-huh. I'm ready this year. Are we going to do it this year? Yeah. Nice. I'm well, ready. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, but Advent, the weeks leading up to Christmas, doesn't start until four weeks before Christmas, which is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that is my argument for the Christmas season starts after Thanksgiving. Because, because that's, that's when it that's when we can start our podcast series. The entire world no, revolves around No, because that's us. when Advent starts. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then the fun part is, you know, like how Christmas is the 25th. In mm-hmm. case you didn't know, Christmas is <laughs> what? Christmas is December 25th. Twi- hot take. Christmas is December 25th. Um, Christmas tide starts on December 25th. And then that's where the 12 days of Christmas comes from. So we will actually be celebrating Christmas for December 25th to January 3rd, if my math is correct. 
Jesus was born in the summer or the spring. So really, we should start in like May. Okay. <laughs> but let's just leave the cri- we'll just leave the Christmas tree up year round. This is becoming feisty. We need to go <laughs> ahead and get into into our topic for Anyways, today. Anyways, we're excited for Christmas. Hang around our Instagram because we do have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Advent episodes and uh, a way that we just want to serve our community. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into less controversial topics. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are very excited because we have our friend Tim Schmidt here with us. Uh, Tim is known on YouTube as the Disney Pastor. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Dude, so glad to have you here. so for those who don't know, Tim and I, we share an office uh, at the church that we work at. I was the guy who apparently was playing at full volume. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about the fact that Aaron walked like over? And I don't like, mind it. Like Tim you know, used it to be bullying is. him in the office anyway. I get bullied by both him <laughs> and my boss, so it's fine. Um, it's not but fine. I, I love and appreciate both of them. Blink twice own. if you're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He's just like, oh, please. I hope uh, no. your HR person is watching yes. this. Yes. Oh, gosh. So you can reach out to you. Hopefully not. Because uh, <laughs> if so, I'll, we will eventually, I will get fired for something. It's all good. Save. He really didn't like look over. It was more like, hey, what you watching? Oh, just this clip from the Bible teacher. And I showed him. And that's how he figured out. There it is. Well, You're thanks, welcome. You are. thanks for making this series happen. Yeah. And this episode, the last right episode. I guess. Your check yeah. will not be in the mail. Uh, <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. So, <laughs> so Tim, uh, you're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you follow, or you're, you're under the moniker, the Disney pastor. Yep. Uh, yeah. What's, what's that? So first of all, let's get into this. How long have you been YouTubing now? That is a marvelous question. So I started like Christmas of 2019. Okay. And so we're coming up on three years now. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But, and it feels like your channel over time has slowly evolved more and more, but it all mm-hmm. stemmed originally out of just your love for Disney, right? Correct. Um, so about four or five months ago, you changed the name of your channel. Yep. Uh, it was previously Diz TV, mm-hmm. where you just kind of focused in on, really it was all things Disney. I think it was kind yeah. of news related and then it was kind of... Were you doing reviews back then of like Disney Plus shows and stuff? I was, but not as consistent. Uh, there were some that I did really well in and others not so much. But yeah. most of it was, yeah, just news, reviews. If there was anything going on at Disney during that time, I was doing my best to try to cover it. Yeah. So recently, you switched over to mm-hmm. the Disney pastor. And Morgan, do you remember... <laughs> Why are you putting me on the spot? I'm, do you remember your response when Tim changed his name to the Disney pastor? I didn't think I was going to have to admit this to Tim when I said it. <laughs> it's fine. It won't hurt my feelings. That's that what much. these platforms are for. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, can he do that? <laughs> uh, we will get into some of that in just a little bit about why you had your apprehension. But tell us now, Tim, what, what's kind of the goal of your channel? What What's the purpose? Um why the Disney pastor? So, yeah, I mean, two of the biggest things in my life is, you know, my love for Jesus, my love for his people, my love for the church, uh, and also just my enjoyment of Disney. I've grown up with it my entire life. And so... You lived in Orlando for a while? Yeah. Uh, so I was originally from Orlando, Florida. That's how my parents met. My mom was doing the college program. My dad was working at Disney at Tale the same resort, <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, both of those things have been a huge part of my life. And my mission statement is to 
love people where they're at and encourage them to grow in their relationship with Jesus through the magic of Disney. I love that. Um, I love that you have a mission statement for your channel. Yeah. And I feel like just, we, we, have don't, a, have a we don't have a mission statement. We should get one of those. <laughs> you, if you don't I, got one, yeah. get one. I mean, I'm just going to make random Disney movie quotes throughout the entire episode and see if people catch it. If I you catch one, one, drop it in the comments. I know what that one is, but I'm not sharing it. Uh, but yeah, the reason I did that is because I feel like it just puts me on target. Okay, what is it that I want to accomplish? Mm. And sometimes there's fun things. You know, sometimes I may talk about just Disney stuff just because why not? But ultimately, my hope is that through every video, there's a goal and a purpose at the end of it. I love that, dude. Well, we're super excited to have you here. Uh, we're all big Disney fans here. We've all grown up with the movies and the music and uh, going to the parks is a big part of me and Morgan's stories. Um, as a matter of fact, in 23 days... From the time of recording this, yeah, I think when this episode comes out, it'll be like 20 days. Uh, we're all going to Disney together, sort of, kind of. <laughs> like, we're doing a separate guys trip and girls trip. We'll all be there in the same time, but not necessarily like crossing paths and stuff like that. But uh, I'm excited because this is something we've talked about probably since we've met each other. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into like actually today's topic, uh, there's something important we have to talk about. Mm -hmm. Favorite Disney park memory. Favorite Disney park memory. We all frequent the parks a, a good bit. Morgan, you and I have gone at least once a year since we've met. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim, you've been probably over 100 times. I've lost count. Yeah. It's the magic <laughs> of being in Florida with your parents as cast members. Well, yeah. well my dad was a cast member when I was a kid. Oh, so, there you go. That makes you know. total sense. Yeah. Yes. So favorite Disney park memory. I'll go. Okay. I think I have mine. So... This is one of mine. I mean, I feel like I make new memories every time we go. But one of mine was, Morgan, one time me and you went, and we were in Magic Kingdom, and we rope dropped uh, Haunted Mansion. It's a great idea. For it's those, a terrible idea. For those who don't know, rope dropping just means as soon as the park opened, where are you running? And so we, like, sprinted to the Haunted Mansion. And I don't even know why. Like... Think, we like that, the Haunted Mansion, but we're not like... Is that not your favorite ride in Magic Kingdom? No. Oh. No. Space Mountain oh. is my favorite ride. Yeah. So it was weird. We like sprinted there. I can't remember why. It was not my idea. And we go and like we get there and it was legit a part. I don't know if people were still like watching the opening show, if they just hadn't made their way back there. Like it's hard to imagine a spot in Disney World where there aren't other people. But we went and we were legit were like, is the ride closed? <laughs> like there was nobody in line. And we get to that part where there's like the stretching room and it was like me, you and Curtis. I remember his name. The cast member's name was Curtis and he was the creepiest dude I've ever seen in my life. And Curtis's like entire role, the, all he cared about that entire time was scaring the living poop out of us. Yeah. The lights go out and then when they come back up, Curtis is like standing right next to us. I don't know how Curtis did that get is decked that day. I'm, but I'm glad Curtis is still working at disney maybe we don't know that was a well, long time ago yeah it was but we were not responsible for the yes. lack of his existence <laughs> he made magic let's just put it that way yeah you know it's <laughs> something riding the haunted mansion by yourself seemingly by yourself it's unlike like yeah i feel like sometimes the crowds like break the immersion of what you're doing but that was definitely a standard experience okay who else who has theirs i feel like i have like way too many because i can point to like certain points as like Oh, I could say, you know, being at the 50th anniversary because, you know, surrounded by massive Disney people. And so there's that. But I think for me, it would be my trip in 2020, which I know, like, sounds weird because still wear masks mm -hmm. and social distance. But 
the reason I say that is because I hadn't been to the parks in three years. Mm. And I kept like learning a whole bunch. And that's when I started my YouTube. So I had that whole thing of like, hey, this is something I want to do. I want to film going down there. And walking into Magic Kingdom for the first time in a while, especially like post-closure, I don't think it's something I'll ever forget. Dude, yeah. I remember the way I felt when I walked into a Chipotle for the first time after the pandemic, so I can only imagine walking into the Magic Kingdom. All right, Morgan, what about you? (laughs) Not even close. There's the one that we, like, automatically have to say. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. I didn't say it as mine, but... Well, we have to cover it. Uh, So we got engaged at Disney. Heck Um, yeah, you did. (laughs) Uh, I think everyone knew, except for me, that we were getting engaged at Disney. (laughs) Um, But it was outside of the Yacht Club... Is that right? Yacht Club Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was a very special memory. And then walking around and like surprising Mickey and Minnie when we were taking pictures with them and showing them my ring and just like celebrating. Besides the cast member who told us where the bathroom was, Mickey and Minnie Mouse were like the first people to see us after we got engaged, which I think is pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really special memory. But um there was no like no other people like it was just us and it was really quiet and it still had like that magic of disney but also the like seclusion of like not being around like surrounded by people yeah you know what i think i have others but i'm just gonna go with that one that sounds that's my favorite memory that's a good (laughs) that is a good one both of y'all have alluded to the magic of disney but a lot of people have been questioning lately if disney has been losing their magic uh and that's kind of a part of what we're going to be talking about today so stay tuned um it's about to get weird yep All right, so we've alluded to some sort of Disney problem, uh, especially if you're seeing the title of this video. Um, you probably know why we are gathered here today. <laughs> uh, and this is really it. Um, over the past couple of months, I would say coming out of the summer, um, yeah, feels like Disney has been under some scrutiny. I think there's been it's been kind of alluded to over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, but it's really come to light over over the summer about Disney's uh, movement away from what I would consider to be traditional conservative values, at least being portrayed, right? I don't know if Disney is a company that has always been run in a traditional or conservative way, uh, but what they've they've presented through media um, has typically been Think about it this way. When we were all growing up, I have another question coming, so be keep this. In. I'll ac- actually ask it now so you can be thinking about it. What was your favorite Disney movie as a kid? I just want, I want to know that in a second. But growing up, like as a kid, you know, you could put on a Disney movie for a kid and walk out of the room and trust that they were going to be fine. They weren't going to be exposed to anything they weren't supposed to see or anything that you disagreed with for the most part. Um, but I am curious uh you know, why are we seeing a shift now? So first, let me ask that question. Favorite Disney movie, Rapid Fire, Morgan? Aristocats. Mine was Toy Story. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one that you bring up. Uh, and I'll get back to that in just a minute. But we're seeing Disney start to change. Tim, as our resident uh, Disney uh 
expert expert here can you just kind of for those who don't know kind of explain what what i'm talking about so yeah i guess when you want to like look back on it it started with onward uh pixar's uh movie that came out in 2020 just before the lovely pandemic but there was a mention by one of the characters about one of the female characters about their girlfriend and so we've seen a whole bunch of that now the biggest two controversies that have come out particularly this year one has been Lightyear, uh which has a same-sex kiss for like a couple seconds it's brief but it still it's is there, there. And, for and many, there's a, a yeah. woman who's in a same-sex relationship who's yeah. pregnant in the movie. Yes. So, yes, yeah. there is there is a, f- a whole bunch of things with that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just there's a lot of interest. I'd, I'd say interesting things to come out of Disney that many conservative Christian families are like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I do? Yeah. No, then I think that's a... It, it creates a conversation to be had, mm-hmm. which is partially why we're here. And, and yeah. so, yeah, I think that's good. So here's the question that comes out of this is what do we do about that or with this? Because it feels like right now a lot of people's kind of like knee-jerk reaction. You, you always have – you have the people who live in the gray area, but then you always have the people who are staunchly – moving in in one of two directions. Mm -hmm. It's either that, oh, this is great. We're so glad they're finally doing this. We're seeing representation for the LGBTQ community. Uh, I want to see Disney do more things like this, give us more whatever. Um, And then you have the people who are like, that's it. I'm done. I'm boycotting Disney. Morgan, for you, which one of those do you lean towards? I'm not saying which one of the two extremes are you, but let's say if it is a scale and you're closer to one than the other, where, where would you fall in that? Or maybe you're directly in the middle. Yeah. Um, so Tim shared an interesting TikTok with us in preparing for this episode. And I loved what that girl had to say of like, should we boycott? Like, should we take the people who love Jesus out of a situation that needs people who love Jesus? Yeah. And I think that's why I lean away from the boycott side or like cut it completely out. Um you have a phrase that you like to use of chew the meat, spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. Like, can can we still salvage the, like, childhood innocence and magic of Disney and, like, spit out the parts that we, we don't want? Um, something interesting, when you said, like, we used to be able to sit a kid in front of a Disney movie and walk out of the room and know that they weren't being taught anything inappropriate. Recently on Disney Plus, the like warnings in front of oh, some yeah. movies came out of there are like racial um insensitive racial depictions of, yeah, yeah, in movies and things like that. So really like was it safe to sit your child in front of that? Was it safe for us to sit in front of Lady and the <laughs> Tramp and our parents walk out of the room and see like certain stereotypes portrayed in these movies? And really like we didn't know at the time. Yeah. When Disney created those movies, I really don't think that they knew at the time the insensitiveness of it. I would argue that it wasn't insensitive at the time either. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's just kind of the natural progression of culture, which I think this conversation is ultimately about, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. So I really don't think Disney had 
this malice towards, in this case, an Italian chef in Mm -hmm. Lady and the Tramp when they were making this movie. They were depicting culture. And I think that's what's happening now. Yeah, Disney is a money-making company and they are going... Yeah, in case we forgot, Disney is trying to make money. So they are going to appeal to the masses. And right now the masses want what reflects their culture. Mm -hmm. So Disney is doing what Disney is going to do to make money. And that's going to be a reflection of the culture. So to go back to these traditional values that movies used to represent, those were, I would argue, our cultural values at the time. Mm -hmm. Culture has evolved. So Disney has evolved how they are catering to their audience. Yeah, that's so spot on. I I want to go back to what you were talking about a minute ago about like, oh, was it okay for us to sit and watch these things? Like I went back and watched Pirates of the Caribbean not too long ago, Curse of the Black Pearl. And there's a scene towards the end when there's like the skeleton pirates who like, Start murking everybody, bro. They yep. are like, it is brutal violence yep. depicted on screen. And I'm like, yo, how did my family watch this? Let me watch this as a kid. There's I one spot where there's going around the house. There's literally a spot where it. there's a pirate on the ground and one of the skeletons has a sword and is like impaling him multiple times. Yep. You know what off I, camera, but I watched recently that made me really uncomfortable? Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. Hocus like, Pocus is weird. The witchcraft and like yeah, I I was not comfy watching it. For people who thought, like, coming out of last week's episode, like, oh, they're just okay with Halloween and whatever. <laughs> nah, like, there's some stuff that makes us genuinely uncomfortable. And, and a lot of it does come across in, in Disney stuff. I mean, you yeah. look historically, so much of Disney has to do with, uh, or at least the stories they tell. There's an evil witch. There's someone casting spells. There's, But again, this is the sort of stuff that we've just, like, oh, well, it's a cartoon, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, like engaged blindly in a sense um again not saying that all of it is 100 percent bad or all of it's 100 percent wrong um maybe some of it is but at least our understanding of it has shifted over time so what's interesting to me is how it feels like there are always just those those pressure points specifically to the christian community that's just like a quick trigger you know Um, like we could for the longest time be okay with whatever. I mean, you know, I've I've heard people joke before about like sleeping beauty. Like she's just asleep in a castle and some dude kisses her and then she goes off and lives happily ever after. That's fine. And then we like watch shows like love is blind or married at first sight. And like, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's, it's, it's all about like how it's presented to you in your context. So there are plenty of things that are, I would say, uh, morally wrong or at least questionable historically depicted throughout Disney films but now because it's this issue that Christians traditionally get very upset about um, in this case homosexuality and I'm sure as we move forward we'll, we'll hit other trigger points um, for the Christian community um, it's just it's interesting to me how we treat all this stuff as, as different you know there there are some interesting things like Maleficent literally says like using the powers of hell in in sleeping yes. beauty but yet you'll watch that before you'll watch like harry potter because oh no it's witchcraft but with kids <laughs> oh no <laughs> but yet it's just there's a weird like i don't i yeah. don't know it's just it's weird how one is okay but the other isn't and yeah. it's just like 
either it's all okay or none of it is based off how you're reacting to other things. That's really good. So I kind of want to marry the two ideas that you two have been talking about. It's figuring out, okay, what's okay and what's not. And then you really alluded to Morgan talking about Disney is just moving along with culture. And so here's where I think this conversation splits off and really the conversation that we have to answer for us as Christians, how do we make informed decisions about what's okay and what's not okay in an ever evolving culture? Um, because here's the reality. If we want to, I think in order to remain completely innocent, to remain, oh man, I don't even know how I want to, maybe completely innocent is the word that I'm looking for. I don't want to say whole, I, I was going to say in order to remain completely holy, but there is still a call on us from Jesus to be holy. So I don't yeah. want to use that in a negative light at all. Please understand holiness is what we're, what we're driving towards. It's, it's really the pursuit of this entire podcast and the reason why we had these conversations. But in an ever-changing world, if we want to stay completely protected from everything, Christians have to stick their head in the sand, lock yourself in your house, and never walk out the front door. <laughs> that seems mm. to be the only way to avoid anything. And I would argue that that's not what we're called to do. I love what you said earlier, the point that you brought back from the TikTok earlier of why would we remove Jesus-loving people from situations that need Jesus-loving people? Yeah. But where is the balance? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do we say, um, I guess, how do you discern? Like, this is a place for me to enter into this versus this is a place where I need to retract from completely. I think it's being very diligent. I mean, leaning on the Holy Spirit. I mean, we all have that inside of us to be able to discern, is this good for me? Is this not? But to put a movie on any movie, like beyond Disney, like any sort of movie when you put it on, being diligent in discerning like is this good for me or is this not good for me I mean Jonah last week talked about a friend who watches horror movies and there's a certain point where he was like if God tells me to turn it off I'm gonna turn it off and I think we just have to be very careful with passively taking stuff in Mm. and we are living in a culture right now where we are at a buffet of taking stuff in Mm. and being so passive and not discerning is this good for my soul is this not good for my soul but you also can't go to the other extreme like you said earlier and stick your head in the sand and never go outside and wrap yourself in bubble wrap (laughs) because that's not what we're called to do so is the issue so immediately obviously my brain goes to jesus um Jesus hung out in places where the religious elite would often say, we're not going over there. Um, but, um, oh man, I love this so much. There was a quote that I saw on Facebook a few weeks ago that just really hit me. It said that when Jesus hung out with sinners, um, Jesus never changed. The sinners did. Yep. That Jesus wasn't going in and, and compromising on his morals or his convictions to try to appease or be like come on guys let me hang out with y'all right (laughs) no jesus was always like i'm going in with a purpose kingdom minded kingdom driven and so what does that what does that look like for us in today's culture i think this is actually where we can kind of get into the word a little bit more and see how does this play out
so man this has been a really good conversation and i feel like we're really just starting to get into it um you know we alluded to the fact that scripture has a lot to say about this because it does and when we did <laughs> i think all three of us had different places where our brain went of like oh yeah this is this is how the bible talks about this um and that's because it's, it's littered all over the place um so morgan let's start with you what having this conversation what comes to mind for you and where does that bring you to in scripture um i mean we've talked a lot about how culture has changed so it's going to influence the movies that you're watching the music that you're hearing the tv shows the books you're reading um because those things are going to reflect the culture that you're living in um but what I'm comforted by, and I hope everybody is comforted by, is that culture changes, but Jesus never does. Mm. And that we, being equipped with the Holy Spirit, can navigate culture with a confidence of this isn't going to change me. This isn't going to shape me. This isn't going to influence the way I see God. Um, I am firm in knowing who God is in my relationship with Jesus, being equipped by the Holy Spirit, that I can navigate culture with confidence. I thought of Hebrews 13, 8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I, I would just say to be encouraged that um, what we have built our lives around and really just like the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be able to navigate culture, that it never changes. Yeah. All right, Tim, and you had something that came to mind for you. There was a different passage that came to mind, which you shared yeah. actually has some significance to you and what you're doing on your channel. Yeah. So for me, I found Colossians three sixteen and 17, specifically 17 is just kind of the verse I have for my channel, my mission. What is it that I'm trying to do? So this is what uh, is written in Colossians. The, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with the gratitude of your hearts. And whatever you say or do, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I like that. So it hits on the idea of whatever you do. Mm -hmm. do it to the glory of God. So what is it about that passage? Um, and it may be that little spot that I just highlighted, but what is it about that passage that resonates with you and what we're talking about here today? Yeah. To kind of add on to that, it's like one way I kind of use it is just in my time at a Christian college, I won't name which one, but, uh, do it. there is such a bubble. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, there is such. We're getting away from our name. We're not going to name call it's it. It's not name drop. It's we're not going to name drop the university. Um, <laughs> it's just kidding. Just I love stating facts. There's I love the people. Wrong with stating facts. I love the people there, and but it's such a bubble. And don't get me wrong. There's Which a happens, lot happens everywhere. Yeah, that happens anywhere, no matter what university it is or where you're at. But there is such a bubble there of like. You know, yes, you are able to grow in your relationship with Jesus and hold people accountable. But there's a piece missing, which is you're not interacting with culture. And kind of like how we've been talking is like, we need to keep Jesus people in places where culture fights us. And the reason for that is because when things get rough, when things get hard, and times are going to be that way because that's how our world is. 
we can stand strong in joy and we can stand strong in our faith and people are going to look at us and say, okay, what's different about this person? Because joy is contagious. It is. (laughs) It truly is. But we're so focused on being in a bubble and encouraging one another, we forget to, hey, we need to be not necessarily of culture, but we should be. We need to permeate the culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think a prime example of being in a culture, but not succumbing to that culture is, it's what we see with Daniel. In the book of Daniel, him and his friends, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which I always love to point out, if there's any young people watching, listening to this, like these guys were were essentially teenagers. Yep. Um, and they stood up in the face of a king, um, King Nebuchadnezzar, right? I mean, we, we know all the stories about, hey, bow down to this giant golden statue and they're like nah and so they get thrown in a furnace for it <laughs> yeah or chocolate bunny the chocolate bunny that's right yes shout out to all of our veggie tales kids those ones who weren't allowed to watch disney movies growing up <laughs> uh but yeah like like uh you know you bow down to this golden statue if you don't do it we're gonna throw you in the fire furnace he's like okay well we i love the way that, that that they they put it they said um Hey, we're never going to listen to what you're going to what you tell us to do because we trust that God will protect us. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to we're still not going to bow down to this golden statue. Yep. They showed a persistence in the face of culture that listen, this is what I love so much about this. They weren't like to heck with the culture. That wasn't it. They were like, "No, we have a bigger purpose." Yeah. There's something that we're sold out to that's more that that outweighs even the authority that you have. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't just like, oh, forget this. We're just going to like run out of Babylon in the middle of the night and like get away from this issue. No, they stood firm and they stood their ground where they were. And we eventually see that going on to, to, to actually change King Nebuchadnezzar's heart. Another example of that. I love this one. Daniel in the lion's den. We always talk about this like it's some cute kid's story. Um not <laughs> no i mean keep teaching it to your kids because there's a valuable lesson there but it's funny everybody always stops at the part when like daniel gets thrown in the lion's den and then he comes out and the angel protects him and like oh yeah that's cool nobody ever like reads the part to their kids where like the guys who were responsible for getting daniel thrown in there them and their families like their wives and children were thrown and fed to the lions instead like we don't talk about that part <laughs> at all but nope. hey, the old testament be wilding. um but uh, the way that this story goes um you know, these guys, they hate Daniel. They want to try to kill him. So they go to King Darius at the time and they were like, hey, uh, it, it was great, man. Daniel lived such a life of integrity that the only way they could find grounds to get him in trouble was through his commitment to God. And so they knew that Daniel prayed three times a day um, facing out of his window. And so they say, you know what? Let's put a decree in place that says anybody who prays to anybody other than King Darius We're going to throw him in the lion's den. And look at what it says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Now when Daniel learned that that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. You want to talk about somebody not running away from the pressure of culture to be something that they're not, to go against the kingdom of God? Like Daniel and his friends did this and it was like Daniel didn't storm into the palace and start picketing and ranting and raving and boy, he didn't say, hey, king, I'm boycotting you. That wasn't what he did. He said, no, I'm just going to stay the course. 
says, my life has always been marked by integrity and allegiance to God, and that's how I'm going to continue to live. So for Daniel, he's, he didn't have to change anything about himself. He didn't have to uh, really get angry and shake a fist at, at Babylon. No, he just stayed faithful to God. And in doing that, Darius saw that. And King Darius's heart was changed by that. And so let's never underestimate, like, man, I think so many times we think as Christians, our voice, like, if we are going to have a voice, we are so loud and outspoken in all the wrong ways. <laughs> like, we are so mm-hmm. just angry all the time. But yeah. that's not what what marks us. That's not what, like, for Christians to boycott or yell or picket or riot, like, there's nothing about that that sets us apart from culture. That's what everybody does when they get upset. But Jesus actually tells us that it's our love that's going to change the world around us. It's the way that we love others. And so here's the thing. You can't love people in a bomb shelter. (laughs) No, you can't love people running away from culture. You have to get into culture so that you can infiltrate culture and then you can actually bring the kingdom of God into that. Right. That's, that's the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. How are you going to do that if you don't have your feet on the ground? If you're not living on the earth. So this has been a lot of great discussion about culture. I think the listeners will be the judge of that. We can't say, man, this is so good. In my very biased <laughs> opinion, in our very bi- biased opinion, this has been an re- honest five stars. <laughs> yes. Please leave an honest five star <laughs> yeah. review. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Um, I think it's been a really good conversation. And uh, I think sometimes I, I always remind people this is a conversation starter, not a conversation ender. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is our, our goal in our podcast and our channel is to start conversations that people might not even be thinking about having. Um, and we, we try to land on something because if you're at this part of the episode, you're probably wondering like, well, what do I do with this information that you have just filled my ear holes with? And I think the three of us combined, we have things that we feel like people can take away to, to ask themselves questions of, well, how am I going to live this out in my life? Based on this conversation that we've had today, what needs to change? Like what, what should I be asking myself so that walking away from this episode I'm living into what Jesus is calling me to do. Mm. So Tim, can you kick it off? What questions should we be asking ourselves? So I think the big question like that we should ask ourselves, and this is kind of along the lines of last week when talking about conviction is like, okay, does this harm my relationship with Jesus? And does this distract me from my purpose? And that's when you're talking about like the type of entertainment that we engage Mm -hmm. with and all that sort of stuff when interacting with culture okay does this distract me from jesus and my purpose if not then yes let's continue on steadfast you know change the world for the sake of the gospel but if it does then to quote the lovely princess elsa you just gotta let it go (laughs) 
Paradise. We almost made it. We almost made it. But no, I think that's super solid. And I actually think that alludes a little bit into what we're going to be talking about next week when we talk a little bit more specifically. We get a little bit more around the idea of like Christian liberty and like what are we Mm -hmm. as Christians allowed to watch? What are we allowed to listen to? Um, Yeah. When do we just need to turn the TV off? And I think that actually lends itself really well towards that. Yeah. That's good, Tim. What about you, Morgan? What do you think? What's a question we should be asking? How am I equipping myself to face culture? Mm. And number one, when you said yes to following Jesus, you received the Holy Spirit. And that is the number one way to equip yourself when when navigating culture. Uh, But I think there is a way to grow in that, to grow in tune with the Holy Spirit and um, make sure that you know, you're tapping into that resource because, you know, you could ignore it. Mm-hmm. You, they're like, you can suppress that voice. And um, so being in tune with the Holy Spirit, um, I think of the passage of like the armor of God and, you know, just protecting yourself, like putting on your helmet and, and your armor because um, it's very easy. I mean, we've already alluded to this. It's very easy to let culture influence us. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't think it's an accident that in the Bible we're taught about putting on armor and protecting ourselves, protecting your heart uh, before going into what we might as well call a battle with culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's really good to hit on too, because I think you have to know your limits as well. Like what we can't all infiltrate every part of culture. Nope. Like there are certain spots for us that are weak spots. So we can't like give ourselves over that. Right. Like you can't go in. It's like the guy who picks a fight who can't fight, <laughs> you know, like there are certain things in certain battles that we're all equipped for um, or that each of us are equipped for. But but very few, if any of us are equipped for every battle. I would say none of us are. Um, for example, there's an organization. I don't know if they're still around. I remember hearing about them when I was in high school called Triple X Church. And they would go to like. Um, they would go like into strip clubs and they would like minister to the dancers there. That's cool. Not everybody can do that. Nope. Right. And I'm sure they had a very rigorous process to figure out who's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's a part of the mission and who's just trying to get free admission. <laughs> yeah. Those are probably two different people, but God has wired certain people where, um, you know, lust or sexual sin wasn't a big issue for them. And so yeah. guess what? God's probably sending those people in to go and do those sort of things. Like, but those may not be the same people who can just walk up to somebody on the street and just start evangelizing, right? Like I'm always impressed with people who can just walk up to strangers and start sharing their faith. God has equipped them a certain way for that. So what is it like, what has God equipped you with? I think going hand in hand with your question about like, how are you protecting yourself or how are you equipping yourself? What has God given you? that you can use as a gift, as a strength to reach people that maybe your church on the corner isn't reaching. And I think for me, like the question that comes to mind for me is what are the areas of my life where I come into contact with culture, where I can make a difference? Um, I think another like really simple way of saying that is who do I know that needs Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, what spaces am I in frequently that need the kingdom to be presented to it? Right. Um, and I think some of us, we have those like natural ones. Like maybe it is the workplace. Maybe it is, um, 
you know, if you're on any sort of like extracurricular like sports team, maybe it is your classroom. Like there are so many different, maybe it's your family, right? Maybe they're like, there are family members who were like, man, I'm not going to talk to them and I'm done with them and I've canceled them because they're toxic. Um, but really like, is the, is, is our spot to, to run away from them or is it to bring the kingdom and the message of reconciliation into our family units? So I think there are those natural spaces where God has invited us where we can go in and, and present something new to the culture around us. But here's another question that I would say is like, do you have any unsaved friends? Do you have anybody in your life who doesn't know Jesus? Or to your point earlier, Tim, are we all just living in a bubble? Yeah. Like right now. We're in a bubble. Go through. Oh, sorry. Oh, I mean, call, yeah. No, we are. We're reality. sitting in a bubble right now. Can, like, right now, I think this is something that everybody can actually do. Pull out your phone and start scrolling through your contacts and see how many people you know that don't have a relationship with Jesus that you actually are like, like, if you, not just like, oh, this one guy that I met at this one place that one time he's I don't think he knows Jesus like no like who are the people in your contact list who don't know Jesus that like y'all can kick it you can be like hey let's go grab lunch tomorrow and they would do it like who are those people that are close around you and if you don't have any maybe that's a good place to start mm-hmm. <laughs> if your idea about life because I'm just going to go through life and I'm not going to befriend anybody who thinks differently than me how can we be missionaries when that's the case? How can we be people who impact and change our culture when everybody around us culturally is exactly the same as we are? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, oh, that's probably a good good place to... <laughs> yeah, there's the ick. We found it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know if we had the ick in this episode, but I think I think that's where it just came in. Because um, you're right. I think you, you hit on that. Like, you said we're in a bubble. I think that's kind of true. I meant just sitting in this room right now. Oh. We're sitting in a bubble. Oh, gotcha. The only unbeliever in this house is our dog. Oh, yeah. And she's, man. We're working on Lord her. Lord help. We're working <laughs> on her. We pray, we pray for her every day in her no, salvation. I, yeah. No, for real. That's good. And so, yeah. What, is, what does that look like? I think that's probably the easiest and the best place for us all to start. Yeah. And it's not, like, I think people, like, overanalyze it and make it super complicated. It's just getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's continuing to build a relationship with them and just being trying to go back to that Colossians passage, being a representative in Jesus to of Jesus, wherever you're at, Yeah, you know, where you live, work, play, Yeah, you know, all the, all the other things. Yeah, dude. I think, man, I think that's so huge. Cause here's the thing, like, I don't remember if this came up in an episode or not. But like we we've been talking about this, Morgan. The idea that you can't we always say you can't legislate morality. Mm. Like we can't here and what I mean by that is is none of us will probably ever have a platform to talk to like a Bob Chapek. Well, maybe Tim. Tim might. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe maybe but Tim might. Um know. But like none of us are are calling the shots at Disney. Yeah. Right? So we can do I one wish. of two things. We can either continue to get mad at Disney for what they're doing, or we could just minister to our neighbors who are interacting with the content that Disney puts out and teaching them how to think biblically about the stuff they're watching, right? Here's the thing. I don't need 
this is easy for us to say because we're not parents. If you are a parent, I'd love for you to drop in the comments your perspective on this. But we don't need to convince Disney how to raise our kids. Nope. We should be able to teach our kids how to think biblically for themselves. We should be able to teach our kids what does it look like to have discernment. We should be able to have conversations with, hey, you saw this thing and it raised some questions. What do you do with that? We're, how do you bring these questions to God? Or do we just go along with everything that we see on TV? Right. So the, 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 the idea around that, like changing culture, I love what you just said. It's so simple because we overcomplicate it. The idea of changing culture is not, I need to get these companies to stop doing what they're doing. It's I need to reach my corner of the world, my little pocket, my cul-de-sac, yeah. my neighborhood. I need to reach my neighborhood with the gospel mm-hmm. and then watch the ripple effect that that has. Yeah. So here's our takeaway. Here's our next step right here in this room. Mm-hmm. We're booking a 10-day Disney cruise together. <laughs> We're going to get everybody on that boat sh- saved. I almost yeah. said shaved. That would have been super weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different... Oh, man. That feels like a good place to move on, right? It's probably a good spot. Well, Tim, thanks so much for being here with us today, yeah. dude. Um, Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So really quick, just kind of let people know, um, how can they... Uh, find your content how can they get in touch with you when people want to send you angry messages and dms and stuff where do they send Send those them fine? all to tim that's fine um <laughs> no but uh obviously the main way is on youtube just search the disney pastor it'll probably be the first one that's up there uh and then also on instagram at the disney pastor i also have tiktok but i rarely ever use it so have we don't pointed out there. that at the disney pastor and at true discipleship podcast are both tdp wow it's a small world no, no, oh, we yes the whole all right episode. we gotta get this guy off the show no i'm kidding and that um, is the end goodbye this is what happens <laughs> anyways oh man well that's awesome we'll also be sure to put links to any way to get in touch with tim his socials and his youtube uh channel we'll tag all that stuff and put it down in the description down below i also want to link the uh tiktok that tim shared with us that i feel like had a like pretty big impact on our conversation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was really really good yeah so if you're interested in diving deeper into all that stuff we'll be sure to do it um tim it's been great having you here I'm excited to go to Disney together. I think we're all going to have a fun time. Uh, I know you're going to make an impact for the kingdom because when I get you on Rock and Roller Coaster, you're just going to pray out loud the entire time. (laughs) And uh, you might get saved all Uh, over again. Maybe not necessarily Rock and Roller Coaster, more Tower of Terror. Because for those who don't know, I hate drops. And that is... Bro, it's gonna the be droppiest. So do drops. I. That is, yeah, no. Okay, okay. Let's well, let's just. Uh, I'll be okay. singing "Amazing Grace" the entire. <laughs> so me, I sing "Amazing Grace" on airplanes when I hit turbulence. Mm. I, yeah, whole thing, all the verses and the chorus. Anybody who's still here is committed. So I'm going to share these yeah. two stories really quick. Uh, my favorite ride, uh, I alluded to it earlier, Space Mountain and Magic Kingdom. My favorite Magic Kingdom ride is Space Mountain. And Bro, the first time, I, it no was need, actually my first like big boy roller coaster that I went on. No need for a chiropractor after that. No. Uh, and I remember as we went need. up the like the the thing where like you have the astronauts to your side yeah. and all that stuff. The first time I rode on it, I was in middle school, um, and I like prayed the our father the entire way up that little lift hill um <laughs> the second story the this is 
Oh man, um, this is one of my favorites. So Tower of Terror. Uh, I love this. This story. is just for poops and giggles. This is for anybody who's still sticking around. This is bonus Disney content. This bonus. is when we need a Patreon. This is when we would do a Patreon. <laughs> if yes. you want bonus, we should do. If we start a Patreon, it should be us doing like a Disney Channel. I'm wondering. I wonder if people would actually Let's be interested watch in that. A Disney Channel movie. Okay. I guess right. it depends finally, on how this episode goes. That, yes. Did yes. anybody <laughs> else have the childhood dream of drawing the Mickey ears? Oh, no. if you didn't do that in the mirror at some point, did you even have a childhood? <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, so uh, Tower of Terror. Uh, I did it. I loved it. It was great. The first Disney drop tower that I did was Mission Breakout in um, in at Disneyland in California Adventure. And was riding it with me the first time you ever did yeah, it? Yeah, that was the first okay. time I ever. We like sprinted over to it because the park was going to close soon. And I think like the adrenaline from just running there got me super excited. And then we were like in line and I could hear people screaming on it. And I'm like, oh, dang it. What did we, what did we do? <laughs> so do we get on it? And I like, it's not a panic attack, but it's that moment where if you've ever been on an amusement park ride where you didn't want to be on, like once you're buckled in and you realize like there, my fear, my biggest fear is the inevitable. When you're in a situation that you can't get out of. So when I like got buckled in and they're like, pull the little yellow tab, make sure you're okay. I do that. And I'm like, yo, this is it. And I remember, uh, oh man, was it, was it ABC by Jackson five? What was the song? I don't remember, but the song starts playing and I freak out and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it shoots us up. Like this one pulls you up super, super fast. And we start, we we're going through the whole thing. There's a hilarious picture that came out of it. We'll be sure to post it on Instagram. (laughs) This this whole week on Instagram is just going to be pictures of us in Disney. Um, But I remember I leaned over and I bit Morgan's shoulder like bad. Like I'm pretty sure I left a mark, like chomp down on it. Fast forward a year. Yeah. No, maybe about no, six months. Six months. About six December. months. We go to Disney World, and Morgan is convinced. She's like, "I have to ride uh, Tower of Terror." It was my first time at Disney World, and Tower of Terror is like the face of Hollywood Studios. Like, yeah. if you remember the maps that like Disney used to have back when paper was a thing, uh, they still make those. <laughs> my aunt went to Disney and brought them back for me, and I, you just saw like the icons or the beacons, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling them, and. Tower of Terror was the beacon for Hollywood Studios. And I was like, I can't not ride it. If it, I- it was the beacon of my nightmares. I remember I was terrified, <laughs> like did not want to get on it, freaking out. So we get on the ride and I buckle in. And so Morgan's sitting to my left and there's a guy sitting to my right. And as I buckle in, I lean over to the guy to my right and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I was so like, hey, bad. just so you know, the last time I rode a ride like this, I bit her arm. And he, he looks at me, he goes, well, if you bite me, just make sure you get my good one. And I look over to the other side of him and his right arm, the one that's on the opposite side of me is missing. This guy had his arm amputated. Just like, what are the odds? What are the odds? Of all the people in Disney World that you sit next to, next to this person and you're like, I'm going to bite your arm. And he's like, just don't take my good one. I'm like, bro, I'm so sorry. My bad. I didn't mean to be insensitive. Oh, so. secondhand embarrassment. Like, I turned red. I was like, you just, you can't talk to people for yeah. the rest of the trip. This is where God has a sense of humor. Yeah, man. He's anyway. like, wait, 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 wait. Watch, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so good. Well, hey, one more time. Thank you so much, Tim, for being here. Be sure to yeah. check him out at the Disney Pastor. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Morgan. Thanks so much for listening to the True Discipleship Podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube video, uh, and also be sure to keep an eye out on all of our socials for a very special announcement about what we're going to be doing to celebrate this Christmas season. You'll see us next week.